0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Greatness Machine. I'm your host Darius Mershazde, and today I am flying solo, baby. And we're gonna be talking about a little something, something that I have a unusual bit of expertise around. And this is around how do you get on the TED stage? I know a lot of you are thinking, like, man, I've always wanted to do a TED talk. Man, I, 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 that's one of my bucket list items. Is I want to do a TED talk, and it might seem like this really elusive opportunity, but I've learned through my own experience, that it's probably a lot easier than you think. So, but first and foremost, let's just take a step back. There's really two different ways to get on the TED stage. Okay, one is to get on the main TED stage. And that's where you're going to TED, and you'll know uh, someone's on the main TED stage because it'll just say TED, that's it, T-E-D, bottom line. And it stands for Ideas Worth Spreading, right? So it's Technology, Entertainment and Design is what TED stands for. And it is an organization that's been around for a long time and really just to promote this idea of ideas worth spreading. That is the purpose of TED. Um, It's been going on for decades now. And, you know, they're really out there, you know, spreading these amazing ideas in the world. So, you know, the main TED stage, I will start off by saying is really, really hard to get on, like almost impossible. Um, I was reading the book Grit by Angela Duckworth, and she was talking about how she had got asked to do a TED Talk. By chris anderson the owner and found or not founder excuse me but the owner and ceo of, of ted it was founded by another gentleman and and she had to come and try out and so and this is a famous person wrote a famous book she's a professor at university of pennsylvania and here she was you know barely getting selected for ted um, i've met a couple people that have spoken on the ted stage and what i found is the main ted stage is you you know you got to have some like remarkable world-changing idea to get on there. And there's and maybe you have that idea. Um and then it's just a matter of okay, well, how do you get in front of them? The purpose of this solo is to not teach you that. The purpose is to teach you an alternative way that I found that's much easier. And it's probably going to apply to 99% of listeners. So, uh in 2011, I got the hairbrain idea that I wanted to put on a TEDx event. So for those of you that don't know what a TEDx event is, that is a community organized TED event. It is someone that loves TED, it's someone that's better than the TED conference and they get to apply for a license through TED. So you too can go to the TED organization, ted.com and you can look up TEDx organizations, you can apply for a license. I applied for the license TEDx Golden Gate Park. And I became a curator for TED in that I curated the TEDx event. They have a lot of really strict rules around how do you get your TEDx talk on the TEDx website, uh, excuse me, on the TEDx channel on YouTube. Um, and all the rules around applying for that license meant you got to follow those rules. So, as a curator, we had to really mimic the TED process. And for the average listener out there, herein lies the opportunity. Because, like I said before, you know maybe you could get on the Tet, the main TED stage. Most of them are New York Times best selling authors. they're famous, they have something amazing that's unusual, and then you got to go and somehow find wiggle your way, you know, worm your way in front of Chris Anderson and or the other main curators there, and somehow maybe you'll get to talk on the main TED stage. But for the average Joe that wants to get on the TEDx stage, which is by many considered by many, just as uh, you know. A, a big of an honor, I think it's a really big honor because I'll tell you the process we went through when we selected speakers, so first and foremost, there's a lot more of those events. They're community organized they're all around the world, and the the person that does those events generally puts in a ton of time, a ton of energy um and 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 it's all done from a place of love the 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 curators that do this they're volunteering their time. It's all volunteer um they're getting people to donate spaces to donate sponsorship you know, it, it's, it's a not, it's not a for-profit, it's a non nonprofit, right? So you're not doing it for profit. Any money that you're spending is really going directly into the event. So the cool thing, if you wanted to become a speaker at one of those events, which many of you may want to do, um, you can leverage this because they're always looking for great, great content. And, and there are some TEDx events like TEDx mid-Atlantic, uh, in the, you know, Washington DC area, Maryland area. It's a massive event. Thousands and thousands of people attend that event. So there's some TEDx events that are mind-blowing, huge audiences. They spend hundreds of thousands of dollars putting on those events. So I would not underestimate the power of the TEDx event. Now, if you are a new speaker or you are a person that you think you have something to say, it's really about going and reaching out to those different curators of those events as they prepare for the next event. So one of the best ways of doing that is going to the TED website and looking up the different TEDx events that are being organized. You can go to TED.com. You can look up the TEDx events. You can look and it gives you a schedule of events that have licenses. Because at TED, when I, as a, we'll use Darius as an example, wanted to do my TEDx Golden Gate Park event, I had to apply for that name so I could lock down that name. I had to give them a date and they started pushing it on their website. So you can see all the events that are happening all over the world probably upwards of one to two years in advance. And that then gives you a roadmap on who you can reach out to, to see if you can be a speaker at their event. Now we did it a little differently. What we did was we, we had applied for the license as, as curators, and then we went through our network and invited speakers to come and speak. One of the cool things that happened to this, that, that I figured out that was super interesting was we had some people approach us as well to see if they could speak at the event. Now, for sake of transparency, we said no to most of them. They just weren't up. They they either didn't fit our theme because most of the events have a theme. So you want to make sure your talk is in line with that theme of the event. But these these curators are looking for amazing, badass speakers to come and blow people's minds for 19 minutes on their TEDx stage. That's the opportunity you have. Well, how do you do that? Well, A, if you don't know them personally, you might have a reel of you speaking. You might have your topic. You might have some social credibility through a book, a best-selling book that you've written or an idea that you've gotten real traction with in real light. At our events, we had multiple speakers that ended up blowing it out of the water both before and after the event. So they used the event as a springboard to promote the things that they did. There was this product called Lumio. And the gentleman who created that and invented that, Max, came and spoke at our event. We had the Kitchen Sisters, who have a show on NPR, came and spoke at our event. We had all these different people. My friend, who's the showrunner, she's a former guest on the show, Nadine Rajabi, came, at that point, she was a stand-up comedian. She came and spoke at the event. Um, now, I was leveraging my personal network. So again, you say, hold on, Darius, we don't care about how you got speakers. We want to know how I can become a speaker. The reason I'm telling you this is a lot of these curators who organize these TEDx events, including the main TED stage, they're going out and finding the people who are, who they find to be interesting in the world that, that fit the, the theme of the event. And again, as I said before, all the TED and TEDx events have a theme. So you got to make sure your talk is going to add value to that particular theme. But you can go out there and start looking and you'll find that. Now, you might just have an interesting talk anyway that you can kind of cater to the theme. That's on you to sell to the curators. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear, uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash Darius. So once you find some events that you find interesting dates, places, you're going to look at places where they're located that work for you. Maybe you want to go international, maybe you're going to be international. You'd like to do a TEDx while you're traveling internationally. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to reach out. You're going to find out who the who ha, who the curator, is, who is the licensee. And again, when you when you go and look on the TED site, it'll show who the licensee is, it will show when the event is, and it'll show the location of the event. Then you got to do a little bit of legwork. You got to go and reach out to those licensees and convince them why you are the person for their event. I will tell you this. It's a numbers game. It's going to be one of these things where most of them, again, probably tell you to go pound sand unless you're the most interesting person on earth. Um, but you got to sell it. How do you do that? Well, again, if you have clips of you speaking or you can maybe do a miniature video and, and, and present what you're going to talk about, if you have a sizzle reel, if you are a person that has some background in speaking, those are some ways to do it. But what I'll tell you is putting aside it's a numbers game, It's around making it make sense. And there's a a really cool secret that I'm going to give you right now that really was kind of blew my mind a little bit. First and foremost, because it's all volunteer, what ends up happening is you get no shows. You get people that cancel last minute as speakers. So even if they tell you no, you might offer up, hey, well, can I be one of your backup speakers? Because what happens at the event is people get sick. People can't miss their flights. People end up having last minute things that happen in their life. People get gigs that they don't want to give up for the free speaking event. So what I found was in both of the events, and I did two TEDx events, both of them, I had people cancel last minute, and it was usually at least two to three out of 10 to 12 speakers. So I planned for that, meaning I had extra speakers, backup speakers. The funny thing about this whole thing was that the one backup speaker I had in 2012, year one of TEDx Golden Gate Park was a person that asked me if they could be my backup speaker. They were referred to me by someone else. I wasn't, i had already at that point filled up the entire stage. I already had all my speakers lined up. But I had a conversation with this gentleman, who I'll tell you who he was in a second. And I told him, hey, look, you know, we already have all the speaking spots filled, but why don't I keep you as a backup? And if I get any cancellations, you're just going to have your have your talk ready to go and he agreed to that. Now, the funny thing was, I had a last-minute cancellation from someone who I trusted, who ended up no-showing to the event, and I, I reached out to this person. His name was Scott Dinsmore. Now, if you go look on the TED main website, ted.com, or you look on, on YouTube, and look up Scott Dinsmore, S-C-O-T-T-D-I-N-S-M-O-R-E, you will find a TED Talk that now has close to 15 million views 15 million views now it's a long story and it's probably another episode because he ended up putting out this ted talk with us and i'm going to take you step by step through the beginning part but his talk ended up actually tragically he passed away and his talk ended up getting on the main ted site because of the popularity of, of it on the tedx channel on youtube he was a backup speaker for my event. He had wasn't supposed to do that talk, just as you probably aren't supposed to do a talk for someone else. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. So there's a massive amount of power that even if a great event, and our event was a great event, has a full docket to offer to be a backup speaker. And I thought that that was really amazing. Now, you might be able to get a, 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 not be a backup speaker, be a main speaker, which more power to you. But don't get turned down. Don't get turned off just because you get turned down. There's a, some great events out there and you can go and start to look them up. One of the cool ways of doing that is you start to look at events that have been around for a long time, events where you can you know, watch their former videos on YouTube and kind of see the crowd. You'll see big crowds, great production value. These are the things you're going to want to look for when you ask a TEDx curator. First time TEDx event might be the easier ones to get, get on, but they aren't going to be as professional necessarily. Not always the case, but potentially. Now, my, in my case, they just happen to have moi Putting on the event with with a really great group of co co curators, and we got after it. I mean, I I think I invested twenty thousand dollars of my own money just to just to do the event. I broke even on it. I was as passionate as you could be at an amazing passionate group of co curators. But going back to Scott, Scott was a backup speaker, and a week and a half before the event, I said, "Hey man, I have a cancellation. Do you want to do the event?" And he agreed. Now he told me he almost turned it down because he didn't feel like it was enough time. But he put on his big boy, big girl pants, he got ready for that event, and he became one of our speakers. And he did this talk called How to Find Work You Love. Now, I won't go into what he did, but he figured out, he this guy was a gamer, he was a smart guy, and Scott ended up figuring out how to get his video to go viral on YouTube. And the thing went nuts. It was getting like 100,000 views a month in perpetuity and this went on for years and years and years and years and and within a few years this gentleman literally within four years this gentleman's talk got over six million views backup talk speaker always wanted to do a ted talk again i highly recommend go check it out it's scott Densmore, how to find work you love it's on youtube It's on the main TED site now as well. Six million views he got in a few years. Thing went nuts. Fully changed his life. All because he was willing to be a backup speaker for a community organized TED event. Now, tragically, he ended up passing away in a freak accident climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. TED, the main TED, heard about this. Myself and a a former guest, Cameron Harold, reached out to Chris Anderson and the main uh curators at Ted and said, you know, Scott always had a dream of having his talk on the main Ted website. It's it's a viral talk. It's had, you know, close to seven million views at this point. It's changed millions of people's lives. And his dream was always to have it on the main Ted Ted website. And post mortem, Ted took his talk, put it on their site, and it became the front page of the Ted website for the next two weeks as a tribute to to, to Scott. But, you know, this is the purpose of, of my solo isn't to, you know, talk just necessarily about Scott. I think Scott's such an amazing human and such a, it was such a cool talk. It, It was such a great event. And it's not about my event. It's about showing the power of something so small that could change his life and so many other people's lives, because he was willing to be a backup speaker for a community organized TED event, TEDx Golden Gate Park. So, you know, I, I was thinking about solos I wanted to do and I thought, you know, I think a lot of people, I always hear people say they want to be a TED speaker and I think most people don't realize how easy it is. I mean, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't mean it's easy in the sense of it's a ton of work once you choose to do it. But because if you, at least if you want it to be good, um, a lot, you know, yeah, always people hire coaches. The talk can be no more than 19 minutes. I mean, there's a lot of preparation that gets involved. I mean, especially if it's a highly curated event like our event, we, we coach the hell out of people we hired professional coaches to coach our speakers. Um, and it there was a ton of production value. We probably had $20,000 in donations just in production alone. And, um, and so the really good events, which I would recommend you go look for, they're going to have a high bar, but they're community organized. They're from people that just love the idea of ideas worth spreading and they need good content. So if you're a person that has great content, has something to say, has a great idea worth spreading, And has always dreamed about doing a TED talk. It's as simple as going to the TED.com website. Looking up the TEDx curators. That are happening in the areas that you want to try to infiltrate. Reaching out to them directly. And it's a numbers game. Pitching them. And if they have a full list. Be like Scott Dinsmore. Tell them you'll be their backup speaker. And who knows. You too might end up creating a TED talk. That goes viral and change millions of people's lives. So. uh that's it for today. I wanted to share that, those thoughts with you. If you love this episode or you know somebody that you think should go on the TED, Ted stage, please share this episode with them. Uh, with that said, leaders of givers, give us a review. Give us a rating. Share the show. We love you. Peace out. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other.